just a warning about this episode. It's it's all stats. It's all numbers. Um, I find that kind of stuff really interesting. I like comparing um, season to season and really getting into the fine details about how well these players are producing. Um, so if that's not your cup of tea, it's totally fine. Feel free to skip. But uh, yeah, if you do like it, if you do enjoy it, um, yeah, sit in with me and let's go over it. So the guys I'll be going over are John Johnson, Troy Hill, Samson Ebukam, Morgan Fox, Michael Brockers. Yes, I'm going to count him. Uh, I'll get into all that as we move further. Uh, Josh Reynolds, Gerald Everett, and Malcolm Brown. Starting with John Johnson, who I believe, and I would say the majority of Rams fans believe, is the biggest loss to this defense in the offseason. You know, in 2020, he had 105 tackles total, 73 solo. He had one interception, eight passes defended, and he played in all 16 games. This season, uh, with the Browns, well, and just to clear it, he has a four-year, $33.75 million contract with the Browns. He has 28 tackles, 17 solo, which projects to the end of the season being 59 and a half tackles, 36 solo, one interception projects to two, two passes defended projects to four, and then he's played in all eight games so far, so... Again, like I said, this is projecting playing all 17 games. Next, we have Troy Hill, who also signed with the Browns in the offseason with a four-year, $24 million contract. Uh, In 2020, he had 74 tackles, 52 solo, three picks, two defensive touchdowns, 10 passes defended, and he did play in all 16 games. In 2021, he has 24 tackles for 14 solo, which projects to 51 and 30 for the season. Zero picks, zero touchdowns, and then one pass defended, which projects to two passes defended. He's played in all eight games. He, I mean, Troy Hill isn't cornerback one. I mean, for the Rams, it was Jalen Ramsey, obviously, and then cornerback two is Darius Williams. And then even in Cleveland, he's playing behind Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, and uh, their rookie, Greg Newsom. So he doesn't have a huge, you know, a, a lot of a, a lot of snaps that he's playing, but I don't know. He's not really making that much out of it. But he was definitely a huge piece for the Rams, if nothing more than depth. But he was a really, really solid cornerback three behind Ramsey and Williams. Next, we have Samson Ebukam, who, I mean, he he went to the Niners. He signed a two-year, thirteen and a half million dollar contract, which is a lot for Samson with that. I mean, aside from the one 2018 game against the chiefs, when he had like the, he had one touchdown, he had a pick like the, in the two fours, that was just ridiculous. But aside from that, he's not really had any production. I mean, he gets beat off the edge constantly. And it was, it was a huge problem for the Rams as they were looking for somebody to set the edge opposite Leonard Floyd. And even he took some time to really get going. But, uh, Samson last season had 28 tackles, 15 solo, four and a half sacks, one pass defense, and he played in all 16 games. He started in 14, but he did make appearances in all 16. Um, in 2021, he has 16 tackles, eight or solo, one sack, zero passes defended, but he's only played in seven games. So he's missed a game. Um, and that projects out for the entire season being 30 sacks, 36 and a half tackles, 18 solo, two and a half sacks, zero passes defended, and then playing in a total of 16 games as opposed to the full 17. Next, we have 
potentially my favorite secondary player, not not sec- playing in the secondary, but like second string player in Morgan Fox. He signed a deal with the Panthers in the offseason. And honestly, that one, that one kind of hurt. But it was a two-year, $8.1 million, which, I mean, I think he's worth that. Would the majority of people think he's worth that? No, but he very quietly had an incredibly productive season for the Rams. He was an undrafted free agent out of Colorado, and he did great. 2020, he had 22 tackles, 16 solo, uh, six sacks, which is ridiculous, two passes defended, and he played in all 16 games. In 2021, he is playing behind, I I mean, he kind of plays a little bit, he plays defensive end, he plays on the edge a little bit, Um, but that Panthers defense, they've got a lot of talent, but I digress. Uh, 14 tackles, 17 of those are solo, one sack, zero passes defensed, and then he's played in eight games so far. So he's played in every game. That projects out to 30 total tackles, 15 of which are solo, two sacks, zero passes defended, and then playing in every game. Um, That's playing in all 17 games. Uh, Our last defensive player, and honestly, this one hurt too. Because I never wanted to see Michael Brockers go anywhere else. I I loved what he brought to the team. I loved his leadership. I loved his relationship with Aaron Donald. And even um, prior to the 2020 season when he was, I think he was either cut or they let him walk or whatever. But he, he was sent to the, Ra- he went to the Ravens and that deal fell through. I believe it was due to cap space issues. But um, he ended up coming back, signing a three-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but then when the Rams were really trying to get some cap space, you know, they, they, they had none this season. They'd already traded for Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, and it's a little bit awkward. Um, as soon as Stafford came in and they, they announced that they made the trade, Michael Brockers came out with a quote saying, Oh, that's a definite upgrade. And then like two weeks later, he was sent to the lions to finish out his contract. Um, and he was sent for a 2023 seventh round pick, which is, I mean, it's not nothing, but that's about as close to nothing as you can get. So that's why I'm counting it, because they basically just let him walk, and they're not really getting anything for him. Uh, 2020, though, he had 49 tackles. 19 of those were solo. He had five sacks, and then he played in 15 games. In 2021, for the Lions, he has 23 tackles. 11 of those are solo. One sack, and he's played in all eight games. Um, And then that projects out to 49 combined tackles, 23 or solo, two sacks, and then playing in all 17 games. Now on to the offense. So Gerald Everett was our tight end two behind Tyler Higby. He signed with the NFC West rival Seahawks on a one-year $6 million contract. Honestly, that's not too bad. Um, Gerald Everett has shown that he can be very versatile. Not not exactly Taysom Hill-esque, but um, behind Taysom Hill, I think he was 2018 he was rated as like the second most versatile player in the nfl just based on where he lined up in the slot wide out fullback tight end all that Um, so he can play all those positions i know last year was a big concern just for drops that he had Um, but in 2020 he had 41 receptions for 417 yards which averages to 10.2 yards per catch he only had one touchdown though he had 24 first downs and then he did play in all 16 games uh, so far this season, he has 14 receptions for 135 yards, 9.6 yards per catch, one touchdown, only seven first downs, and he's played in only six games, though, this season. So he's missed two, 
Um, and that projects to 35 receptions for 338 yards, which if you count him playing the next, like the rest of the season and he's healthy, that averages out actually to 10.4 yards per catch. So his average is actually going up um, from last season. And that's two touchdowns and then comes out to about 18 first downs. Up next is Malcolm Brown. He signed a one-year, $1.75 million deal with the Dolphins. Now, this was a little bit of an interesting signing to me. I mean, Miles Gaskin finished out the season doing really well, and I believe at this point the Dolphins still had Jordan Howard, who wasn't great. I mean, he had his like one year in Chicago where he played really well, and then I know he went to the Eagles, and then he came to the Dolphins, and he didn't do a whole lot. But either way, Malcolm Brown, I, I mean – I think he would have been more looking for kind of that starting role. I know he was a great compliment to Todd Gurley, but he kind of ended up being that short yardage third down back with Henderson and Cam Akers coming in on the first two downs. Um, and one of the stats here is kind of crazy, but he had 101 attempts for 419 yards, which does average out to 4.2 yards per carry, which is pretty good. He had five touchdowns. <laughs> And most of those came in week one against the Cowboys, but he had 28 first downs, which is just kind of ridiculous um, for 101 attempts. I mean, that's like almost one every three carries is a first down. I don't know if that actually averages out, but whatever. Um, and he played in all 16 games. Uh, this season so far, he only has 33 attempts for 125 yards which is 3.8 yards per carry. He only he, he does have a touchdown, um, and he but he only has six first downs, so they're not even using him in those short yardage situations. Um, and then he's played in seven games, so he did miss one. Um, and then total, uh, he is projected to have 75 attempts for 286 yards, which is only 2.6 yards per carry, two touchdowns, 12 first downs, and then playing in 16 games. Uh, so... Lastly here, we have Josh Reynolds, who was a, also, I mean, he, he was starting to really shine for the Rams. He was playing behind uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, but he was still playing ahead of Van Jefferson. But at that point when the Rams draft Van Jefferson with the 57th pick, I mean, the writing's kind of on the wall for Josh Reynolds. And at that point, it was really just seeing about how high he could make his trade stock. But you know, he still did have a decently productive, a pretty good a pretty solid production in 2020. And Reynolds was, like I said, he was wide receiver three on the team last season. And if he did re-sign with the Rams, I mean, at this point, I don't even know if he would still be on the team. But uh, in the offseason, he signed a one-year, $1.75 million deal, same amount as Malcolm Brown, but he signed it with the Titans. He had, in 2020, he had 52 receptions, 618 yards, 11.9 yards per carry, two touchdowns, 31 first downs. So he's really solid most i mean most of that did come on third down situations um and then he did play in all 16 games last season so he was healthy the whole time he's shown that he can be relatively consistent um and 11.9 yards per catch i mean that's that's pretty good uh 2021 so far he's only played in five games but he has 10 receptions for 90 yards that's nine yards per catch he doesn't have any touchdowns and he only has six first downs um, that projects to 28 receptions for 252 yards. Again, nine yards per catch, zero touchdowns, 17 first downs, and then playing a total of 14 games. Um, one thing to keep in mind, though, is that the Titans already had A.J. Brown 
And then they go and they trade for Julio Jones, which has potential to be the most dangerous wide receiver tandem in the league for sure. Like hands down. I mean, Julio Jones is one of the best receivers ever. He's one of the most physically gifted receivers ever. He might not have the touchdown numbers to show for it. And honestly, I don't really know why that is. And I know there's the stat that they've just been talking about where in the last 25 games, Julio Jones has five touchdowns and then through eight games of 2021, Cooper Cup has 10, which is crazy. And I love Cooper Cup, but he's not as physically gifted as Julio Jones. But it just goes to show that, you know, all your physical traits in the world might not necessarily translate. And that's that's not detracting from the greatness of Julio Jones. It's just the touchdown statistic is really interesting. Um, but just getting back to it, Josh Reynolds, he's at minimum wide receiver three. And I believe they have one other or two other wide receivers. And so Josh Reynolds isn't getting a whole lot of play time. But all in all, those are the major, you know, Rams who left after the 2020 season. I, I missed a couple. I Look, I know Jake McQuaid left, our long snapper. He went to Dallas to play with John Fossil and Greg Zerline. But I don't really know how I would track the stats from a long snapper. Uh, Derek Rivers also went to the Texans. He wasn't really a huge piece for us. He was mostly a special teams guy. So I, I might have missed a couple. If I did miss a big one, please feel free to let me know. Um, and I'll, I'll make sure to go over that in the next episode. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to make a game preview for the Titans. I've got a really busy week ahead of me, busy weekend ahead of me. Um, so I'm not sure if I'll be able to make it, but hopefully um, you guys enjoyed this. And I'll see you in the next one. Peace.